0: seems to get involved doesn't he i'm telling you too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull well i think uh, anthony will be a great acquisition he can do it all avery who shows this he was trying out new stuff, like one thing that you notice, and and this was, uh, I met met a lot of the Lakers Nation guys um, on my way out of the gym one day, and and I was talking to Trevor and, and, you know, he and I were both like on the same wavelength, like this guy is really effing good. And, you know, I mentioned it there that he had a shot, normally when he goes into his uh, pull-up jumpers, he slows down just a little bit and he doesn't get full elevation. I don't think he quite trusts himself for that but he did unleash like a shot where he dribbled to his right and he and he exploded off of the floor it was in quicker uh, rhythm and stuff like that he missed it but like he took that shot and i was like oh my god it was a high it was a high release it, he was a good like i would say 25 30 inches off of the ground nobody like his defender had no chance whatsoever of blocking it defender just had to hope he missed and i just you combine that with the decisions that he makes on the ball a lot of times, and then the stuff that he does on and off the ball on defense. And yeah, I, I really think like, and, and I tweeted this and I got a lot of shit for, for apparently being too high on somebody. I can't be too, I am, I get, I get shit for being too low on stuff and I get shit for being too high on stuff. Apologies, I guess. But I said that like, I think over the course of the season, one of those kind of like popular cult takes is going to be, and I, that's what I meant to say but I, I think there is going to be a push, is what I actually said, for this guy to start, meaning that, like, oh, I in you were my
1: say, win rookie of the year over Wemby. I was going to say, I mean, he's not eligible because he yeah. played a little bit last season, but right. I, I, I like I like where you are
0: going. I don't think I don't think Wemby's winning rookie of the year. That's my hot take. I think it's either uh, I Scoot. Think will. I think it's either Scoot or Chet. I don't think the Spurs are going to play Wemby enough, but um, but yeah, I think. You know, I, I watched I watched this guy play, and, and it's just, you know, there's a lot of the jokes that, about, like, Kobe's illegitimate son and stuff like that, but I am all the way in, and I do think, like, over the course of the season, because he plays a position of need, the Lakers don't have somebody, his size, his athletic ability, his quickness at the two spot to guard better twos, and I really think, like, over the course of the season, we're going to hear some, like, you're going to one of those... Colt takes that I'm going to get a lot of my mentions of is like, are we sure this guy shouldn't be starting? Are we sure? I
1: think you're going to unleash it. I think, I think, this... <laughs> I think
0: it would be it would... ballooning it. <laughs> yeah. It would be very much me. Right. To say like one of the takes that I think we're going to see. And then like actually unleash the tape. Yeah. 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 We're going to play this, <laughs>
1: but... this clip with, uh, with just like a picture of your tweet in like six in like th- not six months, <laughs> three months.
0: Do you think uh, like, did, did he pop in the same way to you? Because like, I don't know, after you mentioned it to the 73rd person in a row, you start to really notice their response to stuff. And I felt like a lot of people were really kind of humoring me when I'd be like, this Max kid... This Max Christie guy, and like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good, he might be pretty well, good. Well, you got to understand,
1: you know? they, they 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 hear, given the outside of Laker media, Laker blogger, contingent, whatever, they hear every single year about a promising you know young Lakers yeah. player that's playing well in Summer League. And so I think there's like a, I mean, some of that is due to the scouts finding a lot of genuinely promising young say, players uh, at Lakers <laughs> Summer League. There have been league, some but... really
0: talented young players.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, I think uh, I think for general media, that's going to be, you know, every, every fan of a team gets excited about their players. I mean, maybe they're just not familiar enough with your takes to know that you hate every young player and every, <laughs> you know, Laker decision. But, you yeah. know, what I sort of wanted to ask you, I mean, yeah, he definitely popped to answer your question. He looked really yeah. good. You know, probably not as good as in the gym because I feel like that stuff, especially his skill set with, like, the length and sort of yeah. the ability to take angles and get shots off, that stuff always looks more impressive in the gym than it does on the tv screen because you can see it so much better and so much clearer and you know you can watch the whole play developing but what i was going to ask you is you know I, I guess i probably know the answer to this given that you're already ready to start him is uh <laughs> you know do you feel better about the lakers off season now because i know you know when we talked last just last week you're there there are clips of you on these airways being you know a little down on their rotation being like yeah but you're really going to count on christy and you're going to count on whatever you're are you you're ready to count on christy i take it
0: well all right we've already cited darius once so i guess i'll do it again yes and no right like <clears throat> because all right yes i am all the way in on this in like really really talented promising young player but he can be talented and promising and he might not be on the timeline that the lakers need him to be on this year and it does make me nervous like every uh, what i said about him being the only player with his kind of skill set defensively on the team that is true and that is terrifying because they're in they're in a division with steph and they're in a division with um devin booker and bradley beal now on the same team um, they, you know, are going to be playing in, in, you know, if, if they're in the Western conference finals, again, they're trying to get to the, to the finals it means they might have to face off against Denver again. And they're a big team where his length is going to be important. So, um, yeah, like I, I watching him made me feel a little bit more confident in it, but you know, when you look at what the Lakers are thinking about doing, and this is where I guess it's a good time to bring up Castleton too. Um, when you look at what the Lakers are considering doing here, where, Christie is going to be the only person with that athletic skill set at his position. Um, Castleton might be relied on like in very real ways. Um, like I over the weekend, one of the things that um, was not a very well kept secret was the Lakers are looking to convert him at some point. So either it'll be right at the beginning of the season um, or it'll be like, he'll be the last person that they add to the roster and he'll be, like, the 15th guy later in the season when they that convert sort of,
1: him. I mean, not the second one. The first one is sort of like what happened with Austin, where they brought him in yeah. as a two-way player. And then, like, by camp, they're like—he you know, he apparently played so well uh, at the players-only minicamp that they're like, all right, just give this guy a roster spot. Like, yeah. we're going to use well, him for more than the two-way limit.
0: Well, because, like, even if he's on a two-way— um another team can offer to convert him. And now like the Lakers would have to let him out of the contract and, and let him go do the thing, which like all teams typically do, right? Because you don't want to like screw over a a player there um and and you know have like in, in well, Osley. In, in... Generally
1: not. No, that's for that's for G League call ups. Teams can call up anyone they want from other G League teams, but not two way guys.
0: Right. Well, so you can you can I think while a player is on a two-way, I, I guess so you this can is, just
1: release them, and another team can sign them. But right, that's what I mean. Is it like if specifically,
0: it right? Well, sure, but like that's because normally, if a player is good enough to get a, a you know, to be converted by another team, the, t- the, the team yeah. that he's on typically just converts him. But um, but yeah, I uh, so the reason that this this was a topic of conversation was because like I was talking to um, uh, Keith. Smith, right. Who does the, the front office show nice meeting him. Um, but like I mentioned that the Lakers are a little nervous that some team would, you know, have interest in, and put the pressure on them to convert him or to just like, let him be a, a, a full-time pro over there. And, and it was the same kind of sentiment that they felt about Austin Reeves coming out of that camp it was like, you know, it got, it got out there that like, wow, Austin really wowed some people in that, in that camp and there was a little nervousness there. And it's funny that we're bringing up Austin here too, because those guys share an agent, right? Yeah. And
1: now the second most powerful Laker agent behind uh, rich Paul.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's close. Yeah. Um, and, and so like uh, with, with this though, like if like, let's say the, that let's say some team does like try to, you know, back channel and offer Castleton the opportunity to be a full-time pro in their organization and the Lakers decide like, no, actually, we, we're going to keep you on your two-way here, sorry. That makes it that much more difficult with with an agent of the a, a cornerstone piece of your franchise in Austin Reeves. And, like, yeah, I, I don't know how that would necessarily go over. So, like, I, anyway, all of this is, is to say that at some point this season, Castleton is going to be a full-time Laker, whether that is at the very beginning of it or at the end of the season there when he's like the 15th guy out
1: like his, uh, they've used up all his two way eligibility. Yeah. It's that would 50 be days my guess of how it goes. If he does mm-hmm. end up being the full-time member of the roster.
0: Yeah. And so,
1: because if there's one thing that we think, you know, it, it was different with Austin when the team wasn't necessarily up against the repeater tax and all of those other kind of payroll concerns they're dealing with this year. I think this mm-hmm. year, You know, I I think they're going to use up. What's the two-way limit again? It's like, what, is it 50 games now? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. they're going to use up all those two-way games, is my prediction, before they convert him to a regular roster spot. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
0: Yeah, at that like prorated amount that yeah. at that point might like the proration might really matter a
1: little less on the on the, <laughs> on the old tax bill. You know, and, yeah. then, you know, to be honest, if you're not Colin Castleton or his agent who should care very much about that, you know, if it, yeah. you know, it, I don't think the Lakers are necessarily doing anything, quote unquote, wrong there. I mean, that that is the purpose of the two way slot that we saw the Warriors do it last year with their guys where they were regular members of the rotation. But it came down to like the last day of the regular season before they were converted. basically. Yeah.
0: So but like all right so the reason I I'm, I'm I brought up Castleton was all right so you're going to be relying on Max Christie to be unique at his position on this roster and then behind Anthony Davis who is not exactly like Mr. reliable physically you're going to have Jackson Perfect. Hayes uh is who is going to be his primary backup Or maybe, like, I I know the Lakers have offers out to Christian Wood and to Bismack Biombo. and apparently they had an offer out to Sharich, but obviously Sharich went in and uh, joined Golden State. So the Lakers are looking to bring in another center there as as everybody watches all this play out. I know Wood's agent is, like, adamant that he isn't a veteran minimum player, but, you know, sometimes the league just tells you some unfortunate shit. Yeah,
1: sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes the free market decides that you are.
0: Yeah, and so you know, I, I whether you have a preference to Biombo or to Wood is you know that's a separate conversation or whatever. And I think if they don't get either of those guys, maybe they again kick the tires on Tristan Thompson. Um, but like again, if it isn't Biombo or Wood, both of whom played like real NBA minutes last year, and yeah. and you know, if it isn't those guys. Um, then you're really relying on Jackson Hayes, who's who. New Orleans told, you know, uh, they, another, they use uh, like a,
1: one of two Lakers this year. Uh, that the team, their last team, was like, you know, the seven ish million or whatever qualifying offer. Yeah, we're good. Good luck. Yeah.
0: So uh, and then and then behind we're Jackson you'll Hayes, pick that. Yeah, you know. and then. And then behind Jackson Hayes is Castleton, who wasn't your typical undrafted free agent. Um, it's a it's a yeah, pretty similar situation.
1: He could have been a second rounder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like they they his agency told teams, please don't draft us. We would like to pick our own destination again. And and um, I mean, it's hard to
1: argue with the results of that strategy the first time. So
0: yeah, yeah. I I really think we're going to see it. Uh, that's going to be a very. It, it's always been around that that approach or whatever but i think if, uh, if
1: castleton turns into a real nba player the lakers are just gonna have to hire have to hire aaron riley their agent or you know whoever's <laughs> doing the scouting for them i don't i don't know if it's specifically him or if it, they do it as group
0: they're nerd uh, team he like, they're gonna have to aaron... just
1: hire by that agency and just hire them as scouts <laughs> they're like you are going to find all of our undrafted you know white boy stars you know
0: yeah it's just I just I, I just love how upset like Indiana and Utah and Boston have to be that the Lakers found this specific market inefficiency. Yeah. Like um which I think is an interesting one, by the way. At some point I um I'm I'm in kind of talks to have Colin on the show at some point. Um and that's something I really want to run by him is like well, this notion
1: Okay, now he's not making the roster because you just said he was coming on the show, so he's about to die. Like if, you know, this is <laughs> Maybe.
0: Maybe. We'll see.
1: No, you gotta you gotta you gotta denounce it right now. <laughs> Say you were not having him on the show. Anthony, the Lakers have several more summer league
0: games to get through. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. No, you're I, not
1: considering having him on the show. I'm okay? not, I'm not. I take it yeah. back.
0: I was that was a that was a really bad joke. Poorly timed joke. Um I'm just thinking so about having like game
1: tomorrow, he's like I can't see my migraine. Ah oh. <laughs> like, Playing in sunglasses and everybody's like, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking about having. Like, no, he got the he got the Anthony Irwin podcast uh, migraine. Sorry, it's.
0: It would be funny if he's he he's not able to overcome this thing that Sabrina has overcome twice. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, but no, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, That's... I'm I'm thinking about having a different uh NBA center who could also pass as a Twilight character. Like I'm, <laughs> it's it's a different. Different player that I'm he thinking really, about having. On the t- he
1: really could. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's crazy, man. He's Team Edward all the way. Yeah. Um. But so I um. Yeah. I I I think I think all of that stuff can be true though, right? Like you know I can still have some concerns about this roster and the way that it's kind of come together. And if those adre- if those uh, concerns get addressed, right? If Christie is legit, cool. Then that specific hole that I was worried about is um is is less concerning if the lakers go get wood or biombo and hayes is the the third big and then castleton is eventually that like luxury big that you maybe add at the very end of the year okay um or or if they like eventually release hayes so that you know um castleton steps up and is your third big there like you know however that plays out is is also a possibility one thing I was just kind of like canvassing and like, um, soft, like, like canary in the coal mining while I was there was like, did, did, did you ever like, after you saw Castleton play the once and after you like watched Pelicans fans reaction to Hayes, no longer being a Pelican, did you consider like, you know, bringing that offer back across the table? They did not. They did not. Is is what I'm told. But, but, Oh, wow. No way. Uh,
1: (laughs) But it was. They didn't uh, rescind a minimum offer to a free agent, you know, like <laughs> with an extremely powerful NBA agency. Oh, man. That's wild. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, but, something but it tells me if like, like,
1: the Blazers didn't rescind the Jeremy Grant offer, the Lakers, even if they had some doubts, wouldn't have, uh, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. I actually, I heard more about, I mean, for good reason, right? It's a lot more money. But I heard a lot more like, yeah, we were surprised that they kept their offer sheet on the table the way that they did. But. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it was, um, I was I, I still have some questions about the off season, and I still, I, I don't think I will ever be fully on board with a team ducking the the luxury tax the year after they they get to the Western Conference finals. but um, but like as it pertains to this one specific hole, I think Max is ready, man. I think he's really effing good and him being like the fourth guard, um that you know whoever doesn't start between uh Gabe Vincent and DeAngelo Russell is going to be like the first guard off of the bench obviously and then Christie will get the minutes whenever the you know whenever Reeves sits I would imagine Christie's going to come in next to either Russell or Vincent and and I think he'll continue to look really comfortable right there and I think he's like so good that I would be pretty surprised if his role doesn't expand over the course of the year. And yeah, I, I, I'm all the way in, man. He's, he's so effing impressive. Um, one thing that you can do when you're in the gym better than you can, when you're watching on TV is really focus on him when he doesn't have the ball or yeah. when, when like, you know, That's he isn't the guarding going the ball game. It's just yeah. a lot
1: easier to specifically one player watch.
0: And like, it's so impressive watching him work off of the ball on both sides of the court. He's never, he never just loafs. He's always working on doing something. And he's always in, in like the weight, like one of the things that like, and I, I don't mean to take a drive-by here with AD, um, but one of the things that like AD- But I'm was, going to, uh,
1: coming, yeah. up, coming up in the second half of the sentence.
0: Um, But like, I one of the things that kind of annoys me with AD sometimes is like, if he is, if he isn't on the ball, he stands straight up quite a bit and he just kind of like walks around out there. And I get it again, because he has to do so much defensively that you have to save your energy some way. Um, but like Max is never saving that energy. And again, it makes sense. He's 20 years old. He hasn't played as much. He he has more energy. I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But like, it's so impressive to watch him every second he's on the court. He is ready to do something. And yeah, I, I'm all the way in on this guy. He was, and well, again, I'm biased TJD here. JD
1: how to win. You know, I, I think yeah. that is goal number one. But I, at the I very did, least, Dwight, I did laugh. Uh, he had he had an amazing, unintentionally hilarious quote to uh, Dan Wojcie, our friend Dan Wojcie of the LA Times, your favorite Laker beat writer over Yovon. Um, yeah, and all other. Laker Although that beat goes
0: back and forth because Wojcie apparently immediately told Yovon, "I'm his favorite beat reporter." Oh so yeah, like, okay, it, never mind. Yeah, this is yeah, in Dan's dispute. The,
1: our least favorite Laker beat writer, Dan Wojcicki, uh <laughs> got a quote from. <laughs> From Max Christie, enemy of the show, Dan Wookie uh, where Max was talking about, he's like, I'm he's like I'm willing to do whatever it takes for this team. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, so I'm going to butcher this. But he's like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do whatever the team needs me to do. Offense, defense, leadership, you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, uh, Max, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that last one is probably not something that they're going to be relying on you for a whole lot this year. <laughs> but I respect the confidence, you know? <laughs> He might actually be one of the Lakers. Is he saying LeBron is a bad leader and the Lakers have a void (laughs) at the top of the roster? It's it's his team now.
0: It's so perfect that somebody looks as much like Kobe would say something like that, though, too. right?
1: It's just just the bottom half of the face. Like you saw the famous TikTok where, you know, when you just see the bottom half of the face, it's, you know, the jawline's the same.
0: No, I'm I'm telling you if he if he like ever removes the mop from the top of his head, he needs a and-
1: Batman mask to play in. He he's got to go Mask <laughs> Mamba, you know?
0: But yeah, it's I am I'm, I'm so in on this kid. I and and you know, like another example. So we, um Josiah hosted this really cool little thing. It was like a little art show out there in Vegas. And um there's an open bar in the back of it and again, people that like I can't believe I'm like, you know, rubbing shoulders with our art in there and stuff. And I'm and the whole time I'm in there I'm talking to people about Max Christie. It's just like incredible art. Former current players are you're walking around pizza, and I'm just you're like, like, you know, does anybody want to talk about my boy? Everybody's like, you know, the angles of this
1: one, you can really see the expressionism in the art. And you're like, it reminds me of how Max Christie sort of finagles his way to the basket. <laughs>
0: Hey, speaking of art, have you seen his release? Like, it's just...
1: <laughs> I, you, got, you get home, and Jen's, like, giving you update on your children and what they were up to the last couple of days, and you're like, yeah, but, babe, did you see what Max Christie did the last yeah. couple days in Summer League? It no, was... I, I,
0: I got home and immediately told Jen, like, we're having another kid, so I can name him Max. Like, it's just...
1: <laughs> well, so, update on that. I mean, I don't know if you know this, because you don't really do research or, you know, like, uh, work all that hard at your job, but do you know what Max Christie's real name is?
0: Oh, man, I saw it over the weekend. It's Cormac. Cormac.
1: Cormac Christie can absolutely drive my car. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's, again. <laughs> Corm- totally. Also, a- he really should go by Cormac. He loses some, like, NBA star points by going by Max. That's that's too common of a, he's got to go by Cormac.
0: I think that was a name from a character in Harry Potter, right? Like, wasn't that the the really annoying Quidditch player that, like, was into Hermione for a bit? Cormac.
1: Talking of Cormac McCarthy, but yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah.
0: But um his parents Cormac. are
1: big fans of the road, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah, I am telling you,
1: Cormac Christie is making an all-star game. No. Especially in like if he if
0: Cormac, that's a terrible if name. If Cormac
1: Christie played in the nineteen seventies, that yeah. is that's like a nine time all star.
0: He's a top seventy five player for sure. Cor-
1: <laughs> Cormac Christie is on the top seventy five <laughs> list somewhere. <laughs> that's his grandpa. He played uh he played when they still shot underhanded, uh, like during uh, during one of the World Wars.
0: Yeah, and all of the games, like all of the the announcers, like, and Cormac Christie comes up the floor, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he hands the ball off to another yeah, white mind. guy. He
1: made the right. To, you're right. This is this is bad vibes. He's going. He made he made the right decision to go by Max again. Another good decision by Max Christie. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I, it's just good decisions all over the place. Um, all right. I think that's about all that I have. All I wanted to do, you asked me what I wanted to talk about today. And I said, Max Christie.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised how long we were able to go on Max Christie. I thought this was going to be a 10-minute discussion. We were going to have to, like, kind of scramble to, on, on the fly to come up with stuff for the back half of the show. But, yeah, yeah no, you you were right. You really wanted to talk about Max Christie. I, yeah. I did, before we wrapped up, I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, because I did not get to go to Vegas this year, and you did. And, you know, one of the best parts of Vegas is kind of seeing the behind the scenes, the weirdness of, you know, just an NBA convention for the most— diehards of the diehard and you know just seeing everyone out there and all the weird yeah. you know run it did you, do you have a good you know Las Vegas summer League story was there any extreme oh. like, any random NBA player on the you know playing poker sightings uh you know anything like that um you can, yeah you can I keep have names like... anonymous if you have to well what, what's, have... uh, what's the dumbest thing you saw a media member do behind the scenes <laughs> all day?
0: It was just me asking everybody about Max Christie. Yeah. Um, all right, so I have I have a few stories. One, I arrived at the airport and saw Derek Favors getting his own bags, and it made me a little sad. Because like normally like NBA players have people to take care of that for him, but I don't think he's an NBA player anymore. Yeah, um, I mean
1: you'd think someone would do him a favor and help him out, but I guess yeah. he's out of favors.
0: Boy, he made those bags look small though. Wow. He's just I think monster was he one of person. the guys
1: doing one of the kind of always depressing keep my career alive workouts at you know the uh, that you know the the insiders Maybe. were tweeting about
0: no, Yeah, i think that was think. harry giles was well i big, know harry
1: giles did yet. one but yeah there were there were a, there were a weird amount of them this year yeah. i don't know if it was like i just noticed it more than usual but there was a lot of the this is the last step before my career is over please yeah. come watch me work out while you're all out here anyway
0: um the other thing that happened, so at that party Sunday night, I was talking to Anthony Slater of The Athletic. Uh, first time I met him. Really nice to meet him. Seems like a cool dude. And um, up pops this tiny little guy um, who oh, has Pete immaculate hair.
1: Hmm? Pete was there? <laughs> no.
0: No. Uh, this <laughs> tiny, tiny little skinny da- skinny guy with like perfect hair. And he turns around and it's shams. I'm telling you, when I say pops up, he was... Not there, and then he was there. That's how and he, gets he talks. talks. He's able to operate.
1: He just, I'm telling you, in it, was, places. Yeah. it was
0: the crazy, it was vampire esque. I'm telling like, he was just, he was just like off. I gotta head. say,
1: I, I fear for that man's eyes. I, I saw he did that Instagram of his screen time report, and it was like, it was like, 19 hours a day and the most yeah. horrifying thing was during free he's like oh man this was what i used my phone the most horrifying thing was they're like this is 10 percent more than your normal usage
0: yeah i hope he has like those those blue yeah he lens. needs some blue light
1: i i hope Tom yeah. has a good pair of the blue light uh glasses.
0: so thanks yeah so he like he pops up and he's talking to because he never stops working like as he says yeah. right he so he pops up and he has this conversation with anthony about you know whatever it was, it, they're having it in hushed voices. He's like, Durr. and I'm like trying to lean in because you know who knows what they could be talking about. He might be breaking the story that I got. This is jump. where
1: Anthony gets his leak sources from. Is he just it he eavesdrops on Shams' conversation?
0: And I am nowhere near as smooth entering or exiting stuff as as Shams is, so that's why I don't get very many League source stories. Yeah. Um. But so like he like and I, he leaves and like he on his way out. You know, I you know he like kind of bumps me and, and says like, sorry for cutting in. And I'm like, I did. I didn't even know it was happening when it was happening. So see you, bud. And, and so he like takes off. And as he's leaving, I go, I, I go to Anthony. I'm like, that was crazy. He can just like appear And he goes, that's Shams man. <laughs> like, fuck, like absolutely serious. He's just like, yeah, sometimes he's just places and you just have no idea how he got there, how he left, like he's there. And then he's not, it's just crazy. So, um, that was a funny one, but uh, the best moment I tweeted about this, um, the best moment of my Vegas, uh, trip. Well, the funniest that I can say on the air was, um, walking, walking to breakfast, the, uh, I think it was Saturday morning cause I flew in late, late, late Friday night. And, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm walking to breakfast and, um, like essentially my hotel was like on one side of the resort and you have to walk across like the lobby basically to get to where some of their food is. And so I'm walking across the lobby and I get a Woj notification. Um, I like look down at what it is and um it's about Paul Reed, right? Paul Reed gets the offer that he got from, I think, Utah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, so I see that and I had, like just a second ago noticed um that there was somebody there, like clearly from the Sixers. He is in a Sixers hat. No, you
1: can always tell who the team employees are because they are actually wearing like the stuff that you see like Austin Reeves walk in uh, yeah, in, you know, before pre-contract I see. And it's new Drip King now. But like, yeah, it's always like brand new team issue sweatsuits or yeah. or team issue polos or whatever.
0: Yeah, and they have like their credential on and then when they don't even need to have it on and then they have their their hat and stuff and and so I saw it, like I had, like it was just one of those moments. So you just happen to look at somebody and then I got the notification from Woj and it's like Paul Reed has, you know, is 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 going to sign an ex- a, a uh, offer with the Utah Jazz. And I just kind of laughed because our friends who cover the Sixers, right, have been like begging for Paul Reed to play more. And now that they might lose him for nothing, I just kind of like chuckled about it. And then what really made me like guffaw was <laughs> his guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he gets the notification. He just goes like from, and, and I can hear him from clear across the hobby, the, the, the lobby. Like, I'm just like, <clears throat> as if he was standing next to me. You see him get in, he goes, Fuck! And he slams shut his laptop, doesn't even order an Uber, runs out, gets like cuts in line from everybody, and goes, I need a cab. And he like hauls off into the into the, the heat of the Las Vegas summer. And it was just so amazing to see that. And every time that we got some new update on that on that story, I just kept on thinking about that poor bastard. I'm just, I'm
1: picturing Adam Sandler from Hustle and he's just like like this is, you know, Hustle Two, where they're trying to just keep B ball Paul, his his late, you know, yeah. undrafted second round, whatever find. Um yeah. And then, yeah, he's just run into an Uber. Yeah.
0: He was, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was hilarious. There was a you know, whole bunch of funny stuff that, uh, I, that in takes place. Over I there. hope
1: Daryl Morey's okay. Uh, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope Kyle like actually tried to find out who that was because I, it was very I, I'm, clearly dis- I'm frankly person.
1: disappointed in Kyle Newbeck for not getting us the scoop on who this anonymous scout slash GM slash exec was, uh, <laughs> in, in the hotel bar, just yelling, fuck at the Paul Reed offer sheet.
0: All right. Um, I mean, I guess another funny one was uh, this wasn't actually Ime Udoka, but it was this guy in a Udoka Spurs jersey who was hitting on an oh, escort wow. at the bar. That's a summer league jersey. Yeah, but he kind of like he kind of looked a little bit like him too. And um,
1: was it him? Was he just doing the like <laughs> going incognito thing of wearing your own jersey and nobody else it's you? He
0: was clearly like he was clearly there for the sole purpose of finding a woman of the night. Like it was just. <laughs> It was just so on brand. Not for somebody be who merely looks the first time we witnessed
1: him. that at an NBA media event in Vegas? You know, it's just. <laughs> oh my happen.
0: God! All right, there was. I don't think she was a woman of the night, but there was this one. Um... I
1: don't think that that's the preferred term, Anthony. I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna say.
0: Uh, what do we escort? Like, what are we supposed to say? Yeah, I think. I think escort. All right, so travel enthusiast. But, <laughs> but so we were. Um, It was one of the nights, I think this was a Saturday night and, um, day, like I was standing there, I was sitting there at the bar kind of waiting for people to kind of cycle back in. Um, and, uh, all the people that
1: were working at summer league and had to therefore, you know, work. It was like weird. It was
0: like people were coming in waves. But so, um, but I had just finished hanging out with somebody else and, uh, we had said our goodbyes. So I was there and I had texted people like, Hey, are, are, what are you guys up to? And, they're like, well, uh, probably coming back, and and I just figured, like, well, if you guys are on there on your way back already, I'll just like hang out here for a little bit. And so I'm there at the at the bar, and um, and uh, eventually, like, um, our friend Dave Dufour walks in, and then some other people who who do some other stuff, and we're having this conversation, um, about various stuff. Andrew Wiggins winds up coming up, and when Andrew Wiggins comes up, there was uh, this woman who was, uh, at the, at the bar who was apparently a, an Andrew Wiggins enthusiast, oh. uh, like crate. No, I'm telling you, she was crazy. Like she would start crying if somebody would like, uh, criticize Wiggins. And she was like constantly trying to like, she was pulling us towards her to tell, to talk to her about Andrew Wiggins. Super Wasn't awkward. Mom? It was, I don't think so, but it was just. It was so wild to have, like, our entire conversation completely interrupted by this woman who was just, like, clearly in, like, just inebriated out of her mind and adamant that Andrew Wiggins is is still a superstar in this league. He just needs the right role, which, like, we found out that actually he's fine, perfectly No, none of those things
1: are true. He has yeah. the right role, and he's not a superstar. <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs>
0: So it was just, but that's the kind of thing that only happens in Vegas, and and um, hopefully next year you get to get out there too. Yeah, I even talked to Pete, and he's thinking about going out there. That's that was a that was a surprise. That was a real surprise that Pete is thinking about going. But yeah, yeah. Well,
1: well, you know, if the film room's going to be there, then i'll I'll try and I'll try and catch on to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe
1: he can get me on the team plane. You know, you got a plus one into the into the NBA media party. Like maybe you mm-hmm. can get me in there.
0: <laughs> I think you you would get in.
1: They're like, Oh, <laughs> this is your, uh, like they're like, he's like, no, this is our latest. Uh, this is the latest, uh, you know, AMR client. Uh, he's a, he's our two way guy. Uh, looks a little old. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, Vegas was fun. Apologies again that I wasn't able to to produce more content while I was out there. I did have my mic and I sound checked it and it would have sounded bad. It was really echoey. And you had, just constant bass dropping in the background and beats dropping. Might have been a
1: DMCA violation, to be honest. It was. It
0: might. It it was so you clear. Got you at sometimes your first
1: pod taken down for having entire songs in it.
0: I was like, so you know, because you don't get much sleep out there. I think I got like ten hours combined from the entirety of the weekend that I was there. And um, at one point, like it was like five o'clock, and I had a bit of a break in between a dinner and when we were supposed to go to this party. And, um, and so like I went upstairs, like with the sole purpose of closing the the blackout curtains and letting my head hit a pillow and falling into a coma for a little bit, but no, I couldn't because it was just, it was just so maddening just absolutely
1: yeah, so you were you were like an entire hotel away from the food and you were right next to the DJ table. You definitely got like the cheapest room in the entire hotel, I think. Is what we I don't know.
0: think I paid extra for it. It had like a it had like the the strip view and, they and everything. The round just... sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's just it, it is what it is. But um had a good time though. I'm happy to be home and um I'm happy to announce that my wife and I are expecting our third child, Max. Cormac, Max, Maximus, Cormac Max Irwin,
1: Irwin. Cormac Max Christie Irwin. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, dude. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Harrison, for hopping on on short notice. We are going to be filling out uh, the rest of this week as I play catch up now that I'm back here. Um, and and yeah, hopefully Harrison's mic sounded better tonight. I hope it. I hope it worked out better than the last time when he just. It's the weirdest thing that you like. Put a sock it over your. It is your. It's your mic. job to sound check us. It is your job. This
1: is not my job. I just show I've heard up of, and record.
0: I've heard of people putting like you know filters and stuff on it, but I, I I find it really weird that you would put a woolen sock over your mic. I just it's it's an interesting choice.
1: It's a condenser. I just you know <laughs> I, I just hope Colin Castleton's okay. You know after after what you did to him this podcast <laughs> he's I, a vampire he's dude. All right,
0: as long as he doesn't get stabbed by like a, a wooden stake, I think we're good.
1: I mean, it, look, it, it, strange things happen in Vegas, you know? <laughs> They're like, we just, we can't find Colin. All there is is this pile of dust and a cross in his room. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know what happened.
0: I, I As long as he doesn't insult Andrew Wiggins in front of that lady, I think we're safe.
1: <laughs> Empire Hunter and Andrew Wiggins stand. <laughs>